Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Shop Podcast. Thursday, January 5th, week 18 of the NFL season. You can also probably tell the boys got some new mics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> we were just talking before we recorded that we've just been sitting here talking to each other like we're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me and Reed, me and Reed... It's it's just Jack Reed and Eli today. So if you're you're listening, if you're listening for Cole's voice, if you're listening for Mitch's, you've you will (laughs) never hear Mitch's. (laughs) You probably don't even know what it sounds like. Yeah, there's a good chance. Um, We love you, Mitch. Um, (laughs) But me and Reed were just here, and we were messing around with the with the microphones for like a solid two hours. Like I think we were just sitting here talking to each other with microphones and headphones. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we were sitting here just having a regular conversation, not recording anything, and um, uh, it took a little while to realize, like, we were just sitting here, like, we'd be talking, and we were like, and then we'd look over at each other, and like, it it felt like we were being recorded, Yeah, and like, I don't know, kind of just sitting here on a podcast talking, but uh, we were just sitting on the couch talking about God knows what, (laughs) just random stuff. And now Eli's joined us. And now I've joined you guys. I've been in Boise for like less than an hour too. So I, yeah, I mean, this, you've this been a great way to start my. Yeah, you landed. Your plane landed plane. less than an hour ago. Yeah, yeah. This was a great way to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the pod. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, week eighteen of the NFL season is is upon us. Uh, it's our last regular season podcast. Kind of a sad. Kind of a sad day. It's a little sad. Very sad, yeah. Um, so I feel like I I gave a little um Demar Hamlin intro on Tuesday's pod before I talked NBA with my buddies, so we don't really have to get too much into that. But um, it's eight thirty nine p.m. Pas- nah, mountain time right now. Eight forty. Just uh, sorry, eight forty in mountain time. So. I feel like it's important to know at the time of this recording, we're going to kind of, I think we should give the updates that of the week 18 stuff that just got mm-hmm. yeah, out there probably. By, by Schefter. Um, okay. So what do we, I'm scrolling on my Twitter right now because I have to figure out what's going on. So basically we just found out like 30 minutes ago that the Bills Bengals Monday night game is not getting rescheduled. So they've officially called it a no contest, which basically means a tie. Like no team gets a win or a loss. The Bengals are now AFC North champions, no matter what happens against the Ravens. But if the Ravens and the Bengals end up matched up against each other for the wild card round of the playoffs, the home team is going to be decided by a coin flip. When and where <laughs> does that coin flip? Ha- so the home team, like the location of the game, is decided by a coin flip. Yes, only if the Bengals and Ravens play each other. Yeah, again, again. So they play each other on Sunday, and they could be matched up against each other if the because the Bengals win the division, so they're the three seed. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's most likely. Oh, well, they're the division winner, so they're either the three or the two seed. Yeah, and then the four seed is either Tennessee or Jacksonville, whoever wins. But what I'm saying is either they're probably going to be matched up against each other again. Yeah. There's a good chance, yeah. Mm -hmm. But when and where does that 
coin toss happen and how <laughs> how is it like regulated? Like, is it just like Goodell in his home, basement? And who gets home like, field for the coin flip? Who calls? Yeah, who, who calls? Who's calling? Yeah. They can't designate a ref because there's no game. It's not like, oh, this is the ref of this game that is to be played. It's like, who who flips the coin? How about this? Can we? They decide who calls the coin toss with a coin toss. Who gets to decide that coin toss? <laughs> Another coin. <laughs> I wonder, maybe they just do it after the game. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. And just they just do it not knowing if they're playing in the playoffs or not. So then it's already decided? Yeah. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. What if, well, what if they waited and whoever the lower seed was, so I guess the Ravens would probably call it since they're the lower seed or would they give it since the higher seed usually has the home field advantage? Wouldn't, I don't know. I have absolutely no clue. It's a very odd. What if they just flip a coin that is the Ravens logo on one side the Bengals logo on the other side. Oh, and then yeah, that's, that's probably that's that's probably. What I just thought of that on my own. That's that's a that's a, like, yeah, I get that. They, they should somehow have Demar Hamlin flip the coin. <laughs> that, that I sure why not? I like it. Imagine how many views that live event would get. That's true. Um, that was also really, I'm glad we got some positive updates about DeMar Hamlin today because my goodness, I was getting very scared that there was no updates. Yeah, but. that was, that was tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the scariest things that I've witnessed in a NFL game. It is insane that although like some of the most serious injuries that we've seen, like in the last 10 years or so watching the NFL, Ryan Shazier's, um, Antonio Brown getting hit, and then Tua and now DeMar Hamlin all happened on the Bengals field. Huh. That is like... I didn't even realize that. That... That's crazy. It is... I don't know. I saw saw it on Twitter, I think, the other day, and it... It That's was, crazy. It was I, very crazy. Yeah, I didn't ever put that together. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's not like it's the um, it's the commanders field that's got like just a, it's just a crappy field, right? Because that's notorious for torn right. ACLs and stuff like that. Yeah. But this is just bad luck. Yeah, it's just a like crazy coincidence. Yeah, it's, it's a grass or turf. It is. That doesn't have anything to do with more Hamlin's address. No, it does. I don't think that really has any. Uh, maybe two us. Bouncing his head off the ground. I mean, it's probably softer to bounce your head off of real grass than yeah. a uh, turf field. Yeah, yeah. but that, like that would happen at um, like Washington's like their state games were played at the dome, the Tacoma yeah. Dome. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. was literally just like concrete, and they'd put like a layer of turf over it. And so yeah. there was a lot of concussions yeah. there just because that was bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, like turf with like ACLs and stuff. There's some link there, but also just like the difference between just like a layer of turf on concrete mm-hmm. and then even a layer of turf on anything else like that can make the difference yeah yeah for sure i just thought that was interesting that all those like major injuries that we've seen happened on the Bengals field totally all right um i think we should recap the last week's nfl games and the college football games and then we'll get into some mailbag then we're going to i'll give the week 18 scenarios then we'll pick power rankings that's kind of the show yeah 
uh college football did you guys get to watch the playoff games on I, new year's eve i watched both of them yeah did Those you eli were... uh i watched it was the ohio state georgia game i watched most of the second half okay but not the tcu michigan game no okay tcu michigan tcu wins 51 to 45 um that was the third quarter going into halftime the score is 21 to 6 coming going into the fourth quarter 41 to 30. There's a record for most points scored in a third or in a third quarter. Was it? Whoa, what's that sound? Do you guys hear that? I think it might be it's a, a car. It's a car outside. outside. Oh, that's crazy. Um, These mics rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if it was a record for, I know it was for sure college football playoff in a scoring in a quarter, but it yeah. might have been even bigger than that. It It could be just. NCAA scoring in a quarter. I it don't was, know. It was insane. It was, a, it was a lot of points. And I just remember sitting there. Uh, we had it on kind of in the background. Um, and we were uh, like, I don't know, we were playing like some card game. And every time I looked up, somebody was, whether it was Michigan or TCU, just either a pick six or a 70-yard touchdown reception. Or it was insane. Like yeah. every single play, it it was like, well, this has the potential to be a touchdown. Usually it's like you see a team and it's like, okay, they're going to drive down the field. This game, it was like, no, if they get in. Well, Michigan got stopped on the goal line like multiple times. They should, Michigan probably should have won that game. But yeah. they gave TC, they like handed the game to TCU multiple times. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it was very, uh, it was a very exciting game to watch with all the scoring. Yeah, I agree. Max Duggan was uh, two twenty-five and two th- through the air. He also had two rushing touchdowns. TCU had. Did they have two defensive touchdowns? I know they had a pick six early they, in the game. JJ McCarthy threw two pick sixes. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So and then and man, Quentin Johnson, uh, the receiver on TCU, is very good. I want him. Uh, he's going to be an NFL receiver. He's, he's going be a stud. to be. He is going to be a stud for sure. And then Georgia squeaks out a last-second oh, field goal against Ohio that, State, forty-one to forty-two. I really don't like Stenson Bennett. No, he, me neither. He really annoys me. Yeah, that post-game interview was so hard to watch. Yeah, I feel so bad for CJ Stroud. Uh, that's like, that's what I was going to bring up next. Feel yeah, absolutely terrible for cj stroud because Mm -hmm. he played an insane game he played so well and the rest of his i don't know if it's the rest of the team just isn't as talented as they have been or if ryan day is just not i mean i think this one was on their defense like 42 points given up to georgia and that's not they're not that great of an offense that georgia's pretty good like the but, thing was with Georgia is it was like watching that game in my head the whole time. I was like, when is Georgia going to flip the switch and just, yeah, just put, just hang 70 on them? Like, cause it looked like they could have. I mean, Ohio State's defense did not look good. And that's, then that's I remember, what I think it more is than I don't remember when exactly it was, but I remember seeing, uh, I remember telling my dad, I was like, oh, watch, Georgia's going to score right here, like on this drive or something. And, it was the first play of the drive. Stetson Bennett drops back. Receiver is wide open. There was not a um, there was not a defensive back within 15 yards of him. Yeah. And I was like, what? Well, 
the DB fell down and the safety was on the other side of the field. And it's, I don't know, there's too many things to happen where it was like, it kind of seemed like no matter what CJ Stroud did, I mean, they weren't, it's Georgia. Yeah. Like Georgia's kind of like this year, all year kind of seemed like, Oh yeah. Tennessee's number one and Alabama's number one, whatever. Georgia was probably the best team in college football year mm-hmm. still. Yeah, I agree. Eli, do you have any takeaways from that game? Uh, no, I thought Ohio State was going to win it. Um, we were at a restaurant. I was watching it, and it was when was the like you said the last the field goal was like a last second. Yeah, for Georgia. Yeah, there was I think there was a couple minutes left in the fourth, maybe, and when we left, um, and I'd been watching. I think I watched like the whole third and most of the fourth, and I was like, wow, Ohio State's looking pretty good. I was like, they might dethrone Georgia, and then yeah, I looked at the score later, and I was. I was a little, I was a little disappointed. It was kind of, yeah. it was the same. It's like the Stetson Bennett versus CJ Stroud. Like, like, yeah, as a team, like Georgia probably deserved to move on, but like, I don't want to watch Stetson Bennett in another national championship. Yeah, I agree. We, we, it was a great story last year because it was like kind of them dethroning Bama, but now it's, it's like, yeah, we've seen the same Georgia team two years in a row. It feels like, and it feels like they're the exact same team as last year. They have a dominant yeah. defense. They have a, they have like three good running backs. And Stenson Bennett. Also, their tight end room is insane. Ridiculous. I knew you. Were, I, I knew it was going to get absolutely absurd. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, and also, I'm not going to lie. The Seahawks have the third pick in the draft. I'm getting some CJ Stroud thoughts going. I'm on sorry, but why? Why wouldn't you? Like no. after that game, come no. on. Like I, the entire time, and we were we were watching with a bunch of people. It was so fun. We had. We had a big New Year's Eve football game, and then majority of the guys that were playing, actually, I think everyone that was playing went back to our house. We were having some cigars on the back deck. We watched the TCU and Michigan game, and we were, and we were you know, just talking ball the entire time. Like Those are the kind of time of moments I like. I wish we had the pod just rolling for everyone to... But all that to say, I was starting, like we were, we were all kind of collectively talking ourselves into CJ Strout as Seahawks fans. We were like... Just every throw he made, we we're like, I, I want that guy. That's the like, you could just tell he's the best player on the field. And I don't know. That's why Jalen Carter is a really good player. And and we'll obviously talk about this draft stuff more as we get into the offseason. But Jalen Carter is a really good player. And that's the guy that's been mocked to the Seahawks because he's a big defensive tackle. And everyone knows the Seahawks run game sucks. And we need a big defensive tackle. But watching. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and CJ Strout. I'm like, if we have a pick in the top three, you take whatever one of those guys is available. I I love I I think you just draft the best player. You don't draft to fill a need when you have guys that are just better. I don't know. That's my thought. And the more I watched CJ Stroud play, I was like, I, if he's there, please take him, guys. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly because the Seahawks are they're honestly not in a terrible spot because you guys aren't like hopeless like your quarterback play wasn't terrible but obviously geno smith isn't like a franchise guy yeah so if you took a quarterback it'd be like all right like we didn't do terrible this year and now we have like a fun quarterback who could possibly elevate our team this year or the next and then yeah if you get uh will anderson like who doesn't want a top guy in your life like just yeah i don't think you guys have a gaping hole that needs to be filled immediately if you take any of those guys if i was a cx fan i'd be super happy no yeah i definitely agree i um I think that Gino kind of the last couple weeks, his 
play slowing down and he hasn't been doing as well. He, they started off pretty hot and that's awesome. But I think Gino slowing down towards the end kind of is helpful. I agree. Because then it allows you to be like, okay, like it kind of takes that thought out of your head where it's like, well, we could pay Gino. I, he played well, but it's like he's not somebody that's like going to save your franchise. Yeah. He's not worth he's not worth paying. Maybe like a I don't know. I guess if if this was last year, I could see paying him like one year fifteen million, then going you could into even this pay him year. like twenty to twenty five, and for one year it'd be fine. Oh yeah, and because I mean he didn't play bad. Like right. he played well this year, and like I think for. Majority of the season, he's top five in yards, up there in touchdowns. Like he's, he's played like first or second for yeah. QBR too. Yeah, he's he's played really well. But I mean, slowing down towards the end has kind of like, I'm not a Seahawks fan, but let me know if this is like kind of your train of thought as well, where it's like, okay, this is kind of like, in a sense, old Geno showing up, like Jets Geno kind of showing is maybe is more true colors. He's coming down to earth a little bit. He's an older guy. Like he's not old, but he's, he's older than 30, right? Yeah, I think he's like 32 or 33. Yeah. And so then it kind of makes you like a little bit more like before it was either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. And it was like, well, we have Gino now. We don't need CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Whereas if the Seahawks would have picked, say they would have picked, Jalen Carter and um, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young were there and ended up being generational. They're, they go on, have amazing careers, and you look back and you think, wow, we could have had that. Kind of like I'm from Colorado, obviously. A lot of people always mention how Denver could have had Josh Allen, could have had Lamar Jackson. They took a defensive stud out of NC State, Bradley Chubb. And I mean, he was good, but you him. you passed up on a future top five, top three quarterback, and that will hurt you more long term. Yeah. Than um, which is why I think oh, yeah I think that's my like my thought is if we end up with Carter or with Will Anderson, that's fine. Like I'm not gonna be mad about that, but I think. Now we're yeah I, I I totally agree I think Juno has played himself into the situation where it's like yeah if we have to go forward with you we can go forward with you but if we have the opportunity to take a franchise changing quarterback we should and I mean it, no one would have thought we had that we've had the top three pick in the draft and be in the situation that we are so I think we need to capitalize on that for sure plus at the beginning of the year if you would have said that you had a top three pick and a middle to later pick. You would have thought that it would be no, it would switch. be reversed. Yep. But yeah. we'll get to a little uh, preseason revisionist history game in a little bit. Um, okay, I'm gonna quickly go through last week's games, just the ones that mattered. We can talk about a little bit. Um, it was kind of it was kind of nice having football on New Year's Day, like NFL football, and then getting college football the day after on a Monday, like the Rose Bowl. And stuff that was kind of fun. Um, Patriots beat the Dolphins. They somehow are still very, very much alive 
in the playoff race. They got a pick six. That's their seventh defensive touchdown this season. They have nine defense or special teams touchdowns. They've only won eight games. That's basically like if they get a, they have to get a defensive or special teams touchdown to win a game. Didn't they also have, wasn't it like their 18th or 19th interception this season as a defense? I remember I was looking at it and they averaged a little more than one interception a game. That's insane. That's insane. And then, yeah, I mean, we saw Teddy Bridgewater get hurt. Doesn't look like he's playing on, on Sunday. So it's going to be Skylar Thompson. I don't, I don't know what, like, I know Dolphins fans are right now mad at Mike McDaniel. But I don't know how you look at this season and think like it was a total failure. I mean, yeah, you're going to miss the playoffs and that sucks. But man, your injury luck at quarterback. The fact that your third string Skylar Thompson has had to play like four games or whatever it's been. I mean, that's just brutal. Yeah, and that Tua has had a good season and he's had like four concussions. Or I think it might technically only be officially two or maybe three. But like he's he definitely he's, has had three or more. It's at least yeah, it's at least three. But I think officially they only say like two or yeah. three. But he he's had bad head injuries and has missed a lot of time. And it's clear that when he's playing, they're a good team and should be in the playoffs. And so yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do you have any thoughts? I don't know. I mean, I don't I think at this point either team is a team that you probably say you're the Bills or the Bengals, whatever. You're one of the top you're one of the top 3 or even 4 teams or whatever and you see that whatever you're you're matched up in the playoffs against either the Patriots or the Dolphins. I think that is a much more favorable matchup than any of the other teams in the play. I don't know. Yeah. I personally, I'd rather see the Patriots than even the Dolphins. But either of them, as the are, as a team, as one of those top four teams, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna if, say, as a viewer, the Patriots are the team I least want to see. Yeah, no, for they sure. suck to watch. My goodness. Oh, they're probably bottom three. Yeah. Okay, I was just making sure we were on the same page. Right yeah, but I'm saying like, <laughs> yes, if you team, are yeah. one of the top teams in that. Uh, playoffs you're you see those on your schedule and you're like all right it's not a buy but we can kind of get ready for our next opponent a little bit at the same time i don't know um next one the saints beat the philadelphia eagles 20 to 10 two losses in a row for the eagles uh without jalen hurts they're just kind of in a weird situation because now they play the giants they need to win that game to get the one seed. If they lose and the Niners win, the Niners get the one seed, which is actually that is insane <laughs> to say. On their third string quarterback and still get the one seed. That's oh. insane. And it's just insane to me that the Eagles can't like have a possibility of not getting one seed. Like they've just been the one seed in my mind locked in since like week 10. I think they have a possibility of not even winning their division. Yeah, we'll get to the playoff scenarios, but you're you're absolutely correct. That is that's unbelievable. So honestly, though, I think it works out good for the Eagles that it's this way in a weird way because Hertz is it sounds like he's going to be on track to play. They need to play him because he's missed a couple weeks. The Giants, this is almost like a practice game for them because the Giants are sitting basically everyone because they're locked into that the six seed. So I think it kind of helps them like get warmed up 
rather than like if they had if they got the bye and Hertz misses four weeks in a row, then he's like warming up, getting ready to play in the divisional round. And I don't think uh, that's really tough for anyone to do. So I think it kind of breaks sort of in their way. Yeah, a little bit for sure. I mean, it would have been especially I, I mean, especially because it's the Giants who aren't necessarily one of the like like there's a lot of teams that they could have been scheduled for this week that would have been a lot tougher to play and it's like oh well they're not playing for anything the giants are sitting all their starters exactly yeah so it's like you're going against like the giants backups i don't know so i i would agree i definitely think that it in a way helps the eagles too especially if they can go out there and like play their starters yeah. If they can whoop up on the Giants, then it gives them more confidence going into the playoffs. Like, okay, Jalen's back. He's the guy. We're going to go into the playoffs strong, how we have been all season. And, yeah, I yeah. agree. I think that, that helps them out a lot. Tampa Bay clinches the NFC South. They win 30-24 to against Carolina. Man, there was a point in this game. Carolina went up 21-10 to in the fourth quarter, and I thought this game was over disgusting guys i cole's not in the room right now i i'm getting a little worried about the buccaneers don't winning a playoff they're game. not a good team they're tom not brady team. goes 34 for 45 for 432 and three touchdowns mike evans has 207 yards and three touchdowns how many times this year has that happened i know but this is this is just such a tom brady thing to do to get hot at this time it was also against the panthers and they still tom brady did that against the panthers and still barely like they still barely won i think against a good team that i i don't know if that even matters i really don't i think you're right and i don't think i don't think they're i just think we've kind of been writing off this division all year if it was any other team, I think, yeah, but uh, they don't have a chance. But just the fact that it is Tom Brady and they're, they're starting to play decently now. They get their line. Like Ryan Jensen is back. Tristan Wirfs is back. They're, they're, they're going to be a tough out. It's Tom Brady. And now he has a good old line. I, I, get, I know they're not good. They're not the same team that won the Super Bowl, but they are going to be a tough out. Who yeah. is their matchup? The Cowboys. Time? Yeah, I'm. Pro- I would put would, money on the Cowboys. Would, I'm, but I'm it, not. I'm not really a Cowboys believer, but I'm way less of a Buccaneers believer. I am not a Buccaneers believer or a Cowboys believer, but I'm a Brady believer. And it would be such a Cowboys thing to do to lose that game. It would be <laughs> exactly it would be such a Mike exactly. McCarthy move. Exactly, and maybe it's not a horrible thing for the Cowboys because then you can fire Mike McCarthy. Can you though? I I hope so. I hope at that point he takes you, you to the playoffs two years in a row. I would fire I him. First round outs. Um, let's see next yeah. next one. I just closed my phone, even though that was what I was going off of. I mean, shout out Jared Stidham for taking the Niners into overtime, putting up thirty four points. Tough luck for your boy. Okay, can I actually talk about that for a second? <laughs> yes. I I don't know how you guys feel. I know that I have a little Derek Carr bias, but even if it was a player that I didn't really care, say it was the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, all right? And they just bench him at the end of the year, basically just use him as a scapegoat, blame all their problems on him. 
from this season, you know, and it's like this guy, this Derek Carr has been there. This was his, he's been there nine seasons. Okay. I, on average through those nine seasons, their defense ranks 31st and 32nd almost every single year. And their best rank was like 26th or something. Like yeah. That. Like I, I saw that tweet. Yeah. He's never had a good defense. He's had six head coaches in the last nine years. He look at what he had to deal with last year. He's got a teammate going the, to prison every year too. Yeah, exactly. He's ne- like the the entire time he's been there, their first round picks never work out. His head coach right now is Josh McDaniels, who went six and zero with the Denver Broncos when he first started. Head when his the first time he got a job head coaching, didn't win a game after that. Got fired. Rehired by the Patriots. Then he takes his job in Las Vegas. They just make a signing for Devontae Adams, and everything is going to be, oh, Raiders, they're, they're, it was pretty much them, Chiefs. Like, that was going to be the strongest division in the NFL by far. And I, I was a believer in the Raiders. I think a lot of people. Were. I lost twenty dollars to Anthony because I said they'd have a better record than the Chargers. Exactly. I'm just as so much believer as you. And this whole season, there it it's been so hard to watch. As I'm not a Raiders fan, I'm a Derek Carr fan, and just watching them put they they build these leads and then just lose by a few points every week and it's like there were glimpses like against the Chiefs they they almost beat the Chiefs week I don't remember what week it was it was towards the beginning of the year and I remember thinking I was like okay this is the game even though they lost it was close Derek Carr to Devontae Adams they're back and then after that it's like they're running plays where it's like he's his main target is uh Mac Hollins yeah and Hunter Renfro is basically irrelevant like he he he's nowhere to be seen i mean hasn't he been injured for a while too i think he was but even when he's been healthy he doesn't like i think he's got like a few catches and a couple fumbles on the year like i don't i he's he just hasn't it's it's just so tough to watch that team that had so much promise and everybody now is like oh well they benched Derek carr they're they're using him as a scapegoat. They're trying to blame all their issues on the one like common kind of like strength that they've had throughout the last nine years. Their franchise guy that's always been there. And like, like what I said last year, what he had to go through and what he was going up there and dealing with no other quarterback is doing that. No other quarterback is dealing with that kind of thing and still taking his team to the playoffs without their head coach who gets busted midseason and is number one receiver who gets in a car accident and has to go to and he goes to prison I mean no other quarterback is dealing with that kind of thing and then a year later you hire a head coach who is he's not even a head coach he's he's a coordinator who's known for being a bad head coach two games left in the year you're not out of playoff contention. I mean, it's bleak. You're there's a you're, there's a better chance you don't make it than you do. But you you bench him, and you don't say. Yeah, like it would have been better if they would have gone out and been like, okay, 
we're probably going to trade you. We don't want you to get hurt. If the Raiders organization would have clarified, but they well, didn't. I think, but I think you're right. I think that's their their plan is to use it as a scapegoat so that they can go forward next season because they can't fire Mike McDaniel's because Mike Mark Mike Josh Josh no. McDaniel's because Mark no, Davis Mark is, Davis that's that's what they I'm don't saying. have any money so they exactly. can't fire him and hire so, a new head coach. So I think you're right. I think it's just they're using Derek Carr as a scapegoat, and I I yeah. I think you, I think you hit it spot on. I think he's going to go to another team, and I, hopefully he gets to prove that the Raiders made a made a bad mistake for sure. Oh my gosh! I it yep. just it, it after seeing that it made me so mad because all day all I saw on Twitter and Instagram was just oh Derek Carr's benched. He sucks. Like and it's like he's I, I don't know. There's I'd say Derek Carr is a top half quarterback in the NFL for sure. I mean, like, I just don't understand. And he's been such a, he's been a staple of the Raiders organization yeah. for the but, last almost decade. And the way they, like, they just, they did him dirty for yeah. sure. That's just what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. And and I think just the, the bummer of the situation is that they don't really have a choice because they have, they can't fire McDaniels. Like, they have to move on in that direction and it's yeah it's 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 a bummer i'm really interested to see if they decide to keep Devonte adams or not because i could totally see that being a one and done situation unless they're able to bring in brady that's the only that's the only way that they could save it and that was the reports today is that they're making they're going to make a push for brady it's like well i'd hope so because otherwise i don't know what direction you guys are going to go in i'm sorry what quarterback are you going to go out that's and get it that's better than Derek Carr outside of Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady's going to be 46 years old so I'm not even I yeah I'm not even sure if next year he would be better Derek Carr didn't have that he didn't have a great season this year I mean he's always in the top five top 10 for passing yards he's he averages I think like 25 touchdowns and to like seven or eight interceptions a year like he's always he's pretty consistent this was a down year for sure but i mean how do you i don't know yeah i like jimmy g no that's I'm what i'm sorry. saying i'm taking I, i'm taking Derek carr Aaron Rodgers, devonta adams uh, <laughs> reunion <laughs> no i i really think the only the only chance they have to to save it is if they somehow convince brady to go there but we shall see. And you're right. He's 46, so who knows? Um, Packers 41, Vikings 17. It, uh, uh, I'm really worried that the Packers are going to get... Uh, they're, they're, sorry. I shouldn't even say I'm worried they're going to get hot and make the playoffs. They are hot, and they need to win a game to get in the playoffs. And that game is against the Detroit Lions, who they have beaten many many times yeah so that yeah it makes me nervous as well there's a similar situation in my mind to the bucks where it's like like yeah all season their team maybe hasn't been great but if if aaron Rodgers is able to get the ball to his receivers effectively and their defense has been pretty good like watching jair alexander kind of beat up on justin jefferson like and their defense is good elsewhere as well like if they're they're a team where most people might count them out, but going into the playoffs, like if they win, if they win their first game, then it's like instantly they're like, you're scared of them. Who do you guys, what team do you believe more in? 
the the Buccaneers or the Packers in the playoffs? Like, which team has a better chance of making it to the championship game, let's say? Honestly, the Packers, I think. I know what I'm The only problem is they'd they'd be the seventh seed, so they'd most likely play the Niners. Yeah, they'd have a they'd have a tougher They'd have to play the Niners and then the Eagles. They have a better okay. I think the Packers have a better defense than the Bucks. And Brock Purdy is a is a rookie. I just I don't know in the play that'd be a big game. I'd like I don't know. We have I, I personally I think the Niners would beat the Buccaneers. I agree. Packers. I think no, for I sure. I agree. So but, so but that's if the question is who who has a better chance, a better chance of win I think you guys are right. I think the Packers are probably the better team, but I would say with the matchups I would say the Buccaneers. I could see that happen. That that would be more likely to me that the Buccaneers can beat the Cowboys and then either the either the the like whoever they have to play next than yeah. the than the Packers beating the Niners and the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. I, but have but I do think I purely, I purely based on the seeding. If it was the other way, yes, like if yes. the Bucks were the seven seed and the the Packers were what the four seed, yeah. Um, I guess I'd I yeah. The if the but if the if the question is like who's the better team right now or which team would you, yeah, the the that's the Packers for sure. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that's happening though because if the. Buccaneers and the Packers were still kind of stinky. Like the the NFC playoff picture would be so boring. And then the the Steelers pull out a sixteen to thirteen win over the Ravens on uh, on on Sunday Night Football. Um, the Ravens are nothing without Lamar. So all these reports that they're not going to re-sign him in the offseason, it's just I I hope they have some sort of plan because it, they they are bad really really bad without him they built everything around him i think it'd be stupid to let him walk but man mike tomlin is incredible (laughs) i don't know how this man does it but he is he just he's somehow willing this team to a 500 record and it's it's crazy because this team is i thought they were they were dead (laughs) and he's he's just willed them to to this point it is insane to me that literally a few weeks ago even like Steelers fan pages and all this news was like is Tomlin's time in in Pittsburgh up how yeah how could you I don't I couldn't even imagine the Pittsburgh Steelers like being coached by anybody else right now no I don't know he's he's incredible oh he's he is he's awesome he's one of the he's one of the best coaches of all time. He has to be up there. Yeah. I If you look at their offense, they should not be 500. No. And and TJ Watt was out for so long and I mean yeah. and their quarterbacks have been Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett back and forth. Like what are we doing? <laughs> That's insane. To be 500 right now is a miracle yeah. for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Congrats. All the credit to Mike. If you told me right now, actually, never mind. I think this is this is a segment later. Maybe I was gonna say something about their record. The Steelers, like at the beginning of the year. I was gonna. Yeah. Okay, let's transition yeah. that. So the the question that that we're gonna be answering here 
Uh, we posted this on our Instagram yesterday. Um, so it is if you were told a team's current record at the beginning of the season, what is one assumption that you would have made that would have been wildly incorrect? And an example of that is, I think a perfect example was example example is the 49ers. If you would have told me that the 49ers are, what are they, 12 and four? You would have said Trey Lance is the MVP. So, um, okay, I wrote down a bunch. Uh, the, so these are the ones, I'll just, I'll just go through them. You guys tell me if I'm missing any. Um, Cause I just went through, I went through every team. Um, Buffalo, I didn't do one on Buffalo. I didn't do one on the Patriots either. They're eight and eight. Dolphins, uh, eight and eight. I would have said, did Tua get hurt? And that, that kind of did happen. Um, the Jets, uh, at seven and nine, I, I wrote down Zach Wilson showed signs and he's on the rise because seven and nine was outperforming where they were. So that's what I would have assumed. I would have assumed that Zach Wilson started to play better. Um, the Raiders at six and 10, I said Carr or Adams got hurt and their defense was really bad uh, because I would have been shocked that they were six and 10. Uh, the Colts finished are, are currently four eleven and one. I said Matt Ryan did not work out. Jonathan Taylor might have gotten hurt, which is kind of true. He did, but they were pretty bad before. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Broncos. I wrote down Russell Wilson got hurt. Their defense sucks, and Nathaniel Hackett was bad, which some of that is true. But Russell Wilson did not get hurt. I wrote Russell Wilson and the receivers got hurt because <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I would have believed that they were that they're four and twelve. The receiver one's kind of true. I mean, true, all true. of them have missed time this year. Judy did, Sutton did, Hinton did. Tim Patrick was Tim, out all season. Yeah, Tim Patrick's been out. I don't know if he would have changed the record very much. but No. The, on, the only thing that could change their record is if they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, the Eagles, I wrote down, I would have just thought their team is insane, but Hurts is good. So I think by that, I, I'm saying like Hertz has been insane this season. So that's surprised me. Like I wouldn't have, I don't think my assumption would have been that Hertz is playing at an MVP level. I think it would have been more like the rest of their team is, which their team is insane, but Hertz has exceeded my expectations. Um, the Vikings, uh, I said their D is back and finally Kirk Cousins can get the ball to his playmakers, um, which is kind of true. Cowboys, I would have said Dak is the MVP. I did not realize, Eli, how low we were on the Cowboys until I went back and re-listened to our over-unders pod. But we were all under, like, big time on the Cowboys. And they're 12-4. and four. I Yeah, so I said Dak is MVP. Um, the Buccaneers, I said, did Tom Brady retire? They told me that they were 8-8. Eight eight. <laughs> um, <laughs> Giants, I said, how did Dable do this? Did they trade for a quarterback? Seahawks, I said, Drew Locke, is he the future? Lions, I said, are they a quarterback away now? Um, which my guy Jared Goff, they're not a quarterback away. Let's get that clear. Um, Packers, I said, wow, we need Devontae Adams back. Saints, I said, did Sean Payton can't come back? And they still need a real quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. Fire Dennis Allen. Uh, Rams, I just wrote, did everyone die? Because <laughs> if you would have told me that the Rams are five and eleven at the beginning of the season, I'd have been like, did, did they just explode? Like what? Which it kind of did towards the end. But this is the same thing as 
if they convinced themselves that this season was injury riddled and they like, they were bad when everyone was healthy. They were bad with Cooper Cup. Exactly. They were bad with Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Bobby <laughs> Wagner, <laughs> Allen Robinson, yeah. Cam Akers. They were bad with everybody. That was one of the worst takes from our over under pod was we were like, Allen Robinson is a god. We we're like, he's going to go off this season. I think Matthew Matthew goes, whatever round he's being drafted in fantasy, he needs to go two rounds earlier. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that's painful. He was my sleeper this year, man. Was every, I took, uh, I took him in sleeping. every league, like early. I dropped him by like week three. Uh, for the Cardinals, I wrote, was the new cod that good? <laughs> All right. Did you guys have any other ones? Uh, the one I was going to mention before we moved into this segment was with the Steelers. If I would have seen, like, knowing their quarterback situation, that they were still 500, I would have guessed Najee Harris was like a 2,000-yard uh, rusher. That's good. But they were somehow able to remain 500. Well, they could still technically go below, I think, if they lose. But they're 500 right now with a with Trubisky and Pickett. And Najee Harris hasn't even rushed for a thousand yards yet. Mm-hmm. He That's had, a good one. Yeah, he had a worse year than I than I was personally expecting. I think another one for the Steelers that kind of came to mind for me would be if I saw that they were eight and eight with that roster, I would think maybe Trubisky is the guy. True. I would have said too, like, is T.J. Watt defensive player of the year? Like, did they have another season like last year where their defense was just? It's crazy. I, I and it, if you ask me, how did they get to eight and eight? I would just Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I, I don't I get have, it. It is, it's insane because in my head, the Steelers are like a four win team. Like I don't see oh, it totally. But then you look at their record and it's like, oh, they've won eight games. There's, hmm, I, because every time I watch the Steelers, it's like, wow, their offense is bad. Oh yeah. At least Kenny makes it a little bit exciting. Yeah, I do. I, I do like Kenny. I do kind of like Kenny. Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett. He seems like a cool guy. I just like watching it, like listening to him in interviews and everything. He just seems, I don't know, like he's a, he obviously he hasn't had a great year. I mean, like, but what he's been able to do with, I think he's got he's had two concussions. I mean, he started out he wasn't the starter. They just kind of threw him in. They don't have a good roster. I mean, it's, it's kind of impressive. I saw um, a tweet. And it was their game against the Dolphins, which was not that long ago, like maybe week 10, something around there. And he and he's like scrambling and makes a bad like has a guy kind of open in the end zone and overthrows him. And then it's there's a clip of Tomlin coming up to Kenny Pickett at the end of the game and being like, hey, keep your chin up, go compete like we got this as they're walking to the locker room after the game. And then it has him completing that pass against the Ravens to win the game on Sunday night. And then it has Pickett running over to the sideline and Mike Tomlin's like, let's go. Like I told you so. And then everyone's like, that's a good coach. And you're like, dang, he somehow has molded Kenny Pickett into quarterback that they have a chance to get the playoffs. Yeah. That, that was a, that game was wild. Mm-hmm. That Ravens Steelers game. I was not like, I saw it for the because it got flexed into Sunday night, didn't it? Yeah. And I remember seeing it. I was like, "Oh, this game is gonna be awful." I, and then the last like five minutes of it was just electric. Yeah. Except for Tyler Huntley, he's bad. They're so tough to watch without Lamar. I don't even. I don't. I don't want to watch them without Lamar. 
even when Lamar was in before, they weren't like. At least he's interesting though. Yeah, no, he definitely makes them a lot better, but I don't know. They weren't even super great when he was playing. Like he doesn't have any help. No. Yeah, once Mark Andrews kind of started his, like once he kind of got a little quieter, it was like they're not that good. Oh, Mark Andrews has been kind of disappointing this year for sure. All right, I think it's time to debut Reed's NFL coach job safety list. Whoa, are Is we doing that? Are we doing that today? Is that okay? That's what he just said. I can, uh, yeah. I we can, can delay the release if no, you want. I was going to talk about coaches to get fired next, so I figured we could yeah. talk about yours. Have you seen it? Okay. I have not. Um. So yeah. Over break, I uh, got a little bored. Didn't have much to do at home. Uh, so I just kind of thought up what coaches are, like where they're at and where the teams are at in terms of like job safety for that head coach who's yeah. on the hot seat, whatever. So I broke it up into five tiers. Um, and we can kind of go through this and like move stuff around too. Um so tier one, I wrote uh, safer than safe. And these are coaches where it's like, okay, either they are historically awesome head coaches and they might have a down year, but it's like, you can't get rid of this guy. Or it's a younger coach and it's like, they've shown a couple good years where it's like, all right, this coach bought themselves a couple more years even if things start to go bad. Yep. And the coaches I have in here are, and also they're not in like order necessarily. Just tears, yeah. They're just in tears. So I have Chiefs, Andy Reid, Bills, Sean McDermott, Titans, Mike Rabel, Patriots, Bill Belichick, Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Eagles, Nick Sirianni, Ravens, John Harbaugh, Bengals, Zach Taylor, Rams, Sean McVay. Nick Sirianni, I had, I had Brian Dable and Kevin O'Connell in here, but I kind of, I think, I don't know. I feel like they were better in the second tier down because it's like, yeah, they were, they were good and exceeded expectations this year, but they weren't on the same level as the Eagles. I think, I think the only guy that I think you could, cause I think you're right. I think Dable and O'Connor have had great years, but we've seen this before we're coaches have great years and I don't think their teams are necessarily set up to where they can are automatically going to be good for the next yeah 10 years I think the only other guy that I would consider there is Shanahan the only I was I had him there and I bumped him down to the second one because of the playoffs and yeah, the way but, that I, I I feel like sometimes the Niners underperform due to the their offense and but I think everything is so complex and they try to get so cute that sometimes it just doesn't work and you need to kind of run like a more straightforward offense. And I feel like every once in a while it gets them in trouble. I mean, I... I just think with like they would have said last year they overperformed. I don't think they thought they were going to get to the NFC Championship last year. And yeah. I don't think I just don't know if I don't know if anyone expects them to be that great with 
Jimmy G at quarterback. Like I think yeah. he's I think he's proven that like he can win with most quarterbacks because of how much he's done with that. That's yeah. No, I agree. I, I don't know. I, I think it's a I think you're I think that's fair that like he hasn't they haven't won the Super Bowl, but I, what do you think, Eli? I just, I guess, I just don't see him getting fired anytime soon. Yeah, and, right. I yeah, neither do I. I don't. Yeah, I don't see any world where he'd get fired unless it was like four seasons of going below five hundred with like the same roster or something like that. Um, and I think, kind of like what Jack was saying, is he's he's been able to have like he has a winning formula with mediocre quarterbacks and. I think a lot of that has to do with his offensive genius. And yeah, there are times where you, when you're watching the Niners and you're like, all right, you're maybe getting a little too cute with it. But, um, but I think he's shown enough that like what he brings to the table is pretty irreplaceable. Yeah. And, and I just think I like, I think that tier two, if we can jump to that, the tier, the coaches you have in tier two all fit really like the other five fit perfectly together. Shanahan's just to me, like, Sticks out a notch uh, yeah, above. I agree. Because then tier two is I, Dan Campbell, Brian Dable, Kevin O'Connell, Matt LaFleur, Doug Peterson. And to me, those are five coaches that are have done very well with teams that people really didn't think they would do as well with. But because I think like the Packers, especially with LaFleur, like he they were good and he's elevated them. He's just not, I, I, I totally agree that he shouldn't, he's not completely in tier one because he's also been given Aaron Rodgers. It's kind of like, he reminds me a lot of Ryan Day at Ohio State. Like, given a great team with, you know, Ryan Day has been a system of great quarterbacks, but LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, and they've been great. Like, you can't complain about how good they've been, but they haven't won the championship. Yeah, they've, they've come close mm-hmm. and they're always up there, yep. but they can't get it done when it I, really I just, matters i just kind of thought of that at the top of my head and that was I a very good that comparison, comparison. <laughs> that was a great comparison, but but yeah. but I, I think that him being in tier two helps because it's the same thing with ryan day is like people consider him a good college coach but he's not in that top tier of yeah great college coaches because he hasn't won the title and he can't beat michigan true <laughs> yeah so i guess yeah, you just read off tier two, which I titled safe, but maybe a few questions. And then in parentheses, I had, it's mainly first year guys yeah. who did well. Or, expectations. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, coming into the year and at the beginning of the year, Dan Campbell was on, was on the hot seat. I mean, they were not good mm-hmm. and it was just not looking good. And then they turned it around and now... He's one of the. He's probably a top five candidate for coach of the year, right? Like, I don't know. And then could 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 I make the argument that Pete Carroll belongs in this tier? I had him in tier three just because before the season he was. It was I, he was it totally. Was, but it was Pete Carroll is one of going to be one of the first coaches to leave. Yeah. I just, whether he was going to leave himself or they were going to fire him, it was probably going to be mutual because he's been there for so long. He's been to two Super Bowls, one one. I I just I also put stars next to some of the coaches' names, marking like a kind of an odd situation. And Pete Carroll has a star next to his name, where he would be there, but he just 
I don't know. Like for he, them, he just reminds me of Campbell. So that's why I say that. Yeah. It's like they, yeah. that's why I'm like, I think I could see how, I guess you're like Pete, Pete's just a weird one. Cause he's so old that if he ever leaves, you're right. It'll be mutual and they won't, I think it'll just be more because he doesn't want to rebuild. Yeah, exactly. I just think before the season, Pete was looked at as like, oh, Pete Carroll's probably on his way out. Yeah. And then now it's like Gino kind of saved that season and they played like abnormally well and had this like kind of crazy like, oh, the Seahawks are hot and it's like, they were winning the division. They were number one in the division for a while. And then it's like, then they kind of came back down to earth, lose some games. And it's like, okay, what's our record now? Do they have nine wins or eight wins? I think we're eight, eight and eight. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That's why I have it in tier three where I titled it safe, but who knows just because I could still see them parting ways. Can we skip to, um, yeah, yeah. What are the names of Tier 2 and 3? So, Tier 2 was Dan Campbell, Brian Dable, Kevin O'Connell, Matt LaFleur, Doug Peterson. And do you, do you have, like, a name for that tier? Like It is safe, but maybe a few questions. Okay. And then what's, like, the title for Tier 3? Safe, but who knows? And that is Mike McDaniel, Robert Sala, Pete Carroll, Mike McCarthy, Brandon Staley, Kevin Stefanski, and I threw this one in there, but he could be in tier four. Matt Eberflus, the Bears head coach. Yeah, I think he's hmm, he's tough because he's first year. That's why I put him in that one because it's like he's – I mean, he's shown that he knows how to use Justin Fields more than uh, – what's his Naggy. name? Naggy. Naggy. So, I mean, I was like, okay, maybe they'll give him another year and try to – rebuild and if it's still bad then move on but i think that's valid he wasn't given much to work Mm -hmm. with no they always had such a good defense and now they don't yeah i do want to skip so we have the already i i want to go from the bottom up on the last tier okay because i think that would be i just want to get your thoughts on who you guys think is going to be fired so like reich is gone hackett is gone you you had saturday at 100 percent out i totally agree the Panthers have fired Matt Rule. I think there's a chance they keep uh, Steve Wilkes. I think there's a chance. I mean, honestly, it would if you even if you like interview a head a few and you don't aren't like oh uh, if you're on the fence, I th- I think you stay. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they. I just wanted to throw like that out. Okay, team the last few weeks with him. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they had the chance to make the playoffs, and I think they were like two and. Six or yeah, something. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah, they, they were, were really bad. And they had, a, they had a chance not only to win the playoffs, they had a chance to win their division. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I, uh, I also think, and I don't know if the NFL teams or like GMs or other coaches view it this way, but personally, I think the Raiders should have stuck with Basakia when yep. he was fired. And so I think, I think for that same reason, I think the Panthers should try to not mess with it. Yeah, if the, especially if the players like him. That was the thing about Basaccio is like I he like all the players loved him and it was like everything was kind of they were all kind of gelling. They made the playoffs and and then they just like moved on yeah. to Josh McDaniels and it was like, "Oh, why?" Um the next co- I had two coaches in the 100% out, which is the bottom tier. That's Jeff Saturday, 
and Cliff King, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, I feel he was on the hot seat coming in. Everybody kind of knew, like, all right, mm-hmm. he is probably not. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna move on from either Kyler or Cliff, I think Kyler has an insane amount more of upside than you're gonna get from yeah. Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, so uh, so those then, are the two, and I feel like those are two pretty like straightforward yeah. like there's not really an argument yeah that, i just wanted to get your thoughts on because you have saturday in there as the interim but i didn't he's been there for a while yeah. so i was like okay I'll yeah just throw him in um but I, this is the reason why i wanted to go five first because i think if we all agree on kingsbury read your tier four and then i think we should we can discuss of which of those tier four do we think are going to get fired um also Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six. There's six quarter there's six coaches in tier four. Five of them have a star by them, meaning it's kind of a weird situation. And those are the reason that they are not in the one hundred percent out. Those are Falcons, Arthur Smith, Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, Texans, Lovey Smith, Raiders, Josh McDaniels, Saints, Dennis Allen, and Commander Commanders, Ron Rivera. And Arthur Smith is the only one that does not have a star. All the other ones are kind of a weird situation to where I could see them being fired, but there's a chance that they don't because of out, like not performance wise, I guess. What are your, cause I, okay. Which ones do you guys think of those group was going to get fired? It's tough, but I think Ron Rivera is probably the most likely. Just it's the only reason I could see him not getting fired is because uh, Dan Snyder is leaving. They're gonna have a new owner coming in, and if they fire him, then there's gonna be if they hire somebody like I don't know that can all get kind of messy. So I could see him just staying and like yeah, I don't know, give him another year maybe. That's that's a good point. I think Rivera. That's that's who I would think too. I think Bulls has gone too. He's got to be. He's bad. He has yeah. been horrible. Part of the Buccaneers' issues has been because of him. And if they and if Brady leaves, like, do you want him being the guy to to rebuild and like build your quarterback around? I don't know. I feel like this era was wildly successful for the Buccaneers. Like you brought in Tom Brady and won a Super Bowl. And I think now they should just clean house. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about um, you, Eli? Yeah, Which do you have any? Do you think is probably the most likely out of that group to get fired? Um, I was thinking Garrett Bowles just because I was thinking along the lines of Brady's probably leaving, which probably signals a rebuild, and he doesn't really seem like the guy that <clears throat> an organization would want to keep on for that. Um, but what were the other ones again? Arthur Smith, Todd Bowles, Levy Smith, Josh McDaniels, Dennis Allen, Ron Rivera. Um, yeah, those ones are all weird. Like I could, I could definitely see them all being fired. But Arthur Smith was interesting because they they weren't terrible up until like like a few weeks ago. They were also in that weird conversation along with the Panthers where it's like, yeah, the record's not very good, but no record of any team in that division is good. So they still could have found a way to squeak in. But I still think for the fact 
that because was Kyle Kyle Pitts injured for like the time? Sucked. Like that's the thing is it's I think everyone knows he's good, but like and yeah, like he'd have targets, but wouldn't necessarily like make catches. Like I just feel like if you you drafted that player, not Arthur Smith necessarily. I can't remember honestly, but you have that player at your disposal. He should be part of your game plan. And for the and I know Arthur Smith likes to run the ball. So like it's tough because they, they didn't do terrible, but I feel like they could have done better. Yeah. I I just I I sort of still believe in Arthur Smith. No, I do too. That's why But I he's he, he's in that tier for sure. He, like because he's not like the Falcons aren't a good team. Exactly. And they yeah. haven't been since he's been there. So it's like he, in my mind is probably one of the safer ones in that tier. But if I was scrolling through Instagram and saw a graphic that said breaking Falcons fire Arthur Smith, I wouldn't be shocked. No, I, I agree. none of those guys. I would be shocked. I can tell you which one I hope gets fired the most out of all of them. That's Dennis Allen. I agree. That's that. I think he is the worst coach out of that group. Mm, I might say Josh McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels might be a worse head coach. Let's clarify. I think all those guys are better coordinators than they are coaches. Yeah, for sure. Like Bulls, McDaniels, Allen, Arthur Smith were elite coordinators. Yeah, for sure. Which is kind of funny that they're that bad of head coaches. I didn't even, I was just thinking about like, I was like, oh, Bulls was a really good offensive coordinator. Wait, so is McDaniels. Oh, Arthur Smith was a really good offensive coordinator too. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they just haven't worked as head coaches. Yeah, but I mean, they've also... I mean... Todd Bowles and Josh McDaniels were both given pretty wealthy hands. I mean, For the sure. teams that they were dealt are like contending teams. They're, they both got put in situations that are win now and neither of them yeah. did well. So that's why like they've I I just don't see how they're not fired. I, I hope you're right. Um we were talking about this earlier Reed, but who who Eli you you answered to. Um who do you guys think it's the or which team is the worst to be a fan of right now? Also, as a side note, as well, you guys think I'm really excited for our rebuilding series this offseason. Game chat rebuilding series is back. It'll be back after the Super Bowl between the Super Bowl and the draft, the NFL draft. We'll be doing the game chat rebuilding series. We also have the restart draft coming up the week before the Super Bowl. Big things coming. Okay. Right off the bat, if I. If I had to be a fan of any other team, the last team I'd want to be a fan of, I think, is the Texans. See, okay, the only problem with the Texans, though, is they have the number one pick. Yeah, but... Unless they take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, it's really not super appealing. But even, I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know if I take, if I get Bryce Young and I'm like, he's not the superstar that, like, Trevor Lawrence was coming out of. No, the, for the, sure. Also, the last year that they had Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, even then they weren't like super exciting. And they had like a top five quarterback and like one of the best receivers. And so like bringing in a bringing in like Bryce Young, like obviously it makes it more exciting. And as a fan, you at least have some hope. 
Like there are there are other teams where you probably don't really have a lot of hope right now. So I guess I guess I might reevaluate. But even if they do have like Bryce Young and maybe he's really good, it's they're only gonna be he's gonna bring them from two wins to four. That's a good point. I think I think the team that to me that would be the toughest to be a fan of right now is the Colts. That at yeah, least definitely up there. You have a pretty exciting like you have exciting players on that roster though. Yeah, to me the I think the only one would be Taylor. And I'd still be a little bit worried about him like after this year. I think it'd just more be like I I don't like this caught in the middle situation. I think at least with the Texans you know you're bad. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. I just hate the like and and with how bad that Colts division is, it's like I think that'd be torture. Being like, man, every year we're like, we know that division, our division's not good. Like we have the chance, and having to go through a different quarterback every year, like they've been through, like uh, I just think that'd be torture. Yeah, I agree. I think those are probably two of the bottom, bottom three, and they're in the same division. <laughs> and <laughs> I think, you know, what would okay? My answer would probably be the Atlanta Falcons, just. I mean, that would be tough too. You have the twenty-eight to three thing. You just lost Matt Ryan. You you get Kyle Pitts. You get Drake London. That doesn't matter. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have anybody who can get him the ball. It baffles me that their last two first-round picks have been receivers, essentially. I know Kyle Pitts is a tight end, but receiving offensive players, right? And they're still a like a run-first team, and. Both of those picks were in the top ten. Early, yeah. And you're a running team. You're a, you're a run first offense, drafting a receiving tight end and a receiver when your O line is not that good. No, your starting running back is a thirty year old kick return specialist who's been pretty good, but yeah. I mean. Come on, like that. It's not sustainable. I mean, Tyler Algiers shown flashes, but still, like, you he haven't really season. taken. Uh, you haven't. It's just kind of a mess, and their defense. I think that's a good one. Their defense isn't good. Yep. Arthur Smith is really ugly, too. Anytime they show his face on the TV, you got to look at it. That's true. And no, I think yeah, that's a that's a good one. A sneaky one. I mean. Like right this minute might be the like the Titans would kind of suck. Agreed. The Titans would. It At least you have Vrabes. Vrabel is awesome, but like right now going Mike Willis like, is tough. Going in Josh Dobbs. I mean, you're starting your your best receiver is Robert Woods, and he has like his like stats on the season are like a Justin Jefferson game stat line. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. And your next receiver is. Nick Westbrook Ikine, and it's who is that? Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, Derrick Henry. Usually, that's exciting. This season, I mean, he's, he's up there in too. yards. You're you're starting to watch him slow down. It's like yeah, the end of his like, career is nigh. Yeah, it's like watching that dog that you've had since you were a little kid get old, and it's all set. It's like starting to slow down. You just know it's like man, that stuff. It's yeah. just, but it's true. I no, mean, you're right. it's just. I, can I throw the Browns into the mix too? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. You I got to root for a assaulter. I don't legend, even know. Legend. A criminal. <laughs> a criminal. I, and, <laughs> and they're still below 500. Exactly. And you just paid all that guaranteed money to Deshaun. And he has been... If we're Even if we throw out what he's done off the field, on the field, he was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We just don't talk about it in the same light as Russell because he wasn't the full season. But I'm sorry, but if I, I think the Deshaun Watson signing at the moment is w- way worse than the Russell Wilson one. Russell Wilson, I get, didn't like he played bad, like awful, but Russell Wilson is not as bad of a human being as Deshaun Watson. At least and he's not an alleged sex offender. Exactly. Well, 27, there's no way. I'm sorry. 27, <laughs> he's got like. At least some of them have got to be true. There, I, I'm going to look up their trade package real quick. Yeah. It, they, I don't think they gave up a ton to get Deshaun Watson. No, but no. still, the fact that they gave up the, stuff the money. And, and paid him paid the way him they did. That much guarantee yeah. is awful. Actually, Jack, do you, have the, do you have the Russell Wilson trade uh, off the top of your I head? Just, yeah, it's Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fan, uh, two firsts in two seconds. Being fresh, I remember that. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> it's pretty hard to not remember that when you're a Seahawks fan and it's gone the way that it has. Oh, wow. Okay. So the Browns got Watson in a 24 sixth round draft pick. Or it was a draft. It was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth or sixth. I think they got. So it's a sixth. Conditional. Yeah. Um, the Texans got a 2022 first round, which ended up being the 13th overall. 2023 and 2024 first round, 2022nd, fourth choice or whatever. I don't, I think it's NFL.com. It was the first one that came up. And then a third round pick in 2023 and a fourth in 2024. So three firsts, two fourths and a third, like a lot of picks. Depending on who those picks are, I mean, it's possible that they gave up more to get Watson than Russ. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the part that hurts that case is that now we have the like a top five pick. Yeah, exactly. But, but I do think no one like they don't we don't talk about it in the same light. No. And I think it's because Russell's just been a lot more vocal. <laughs> that and and Deshaun Watson. It almost seems like people are kind of giving him a break. Like, oh, he hasn't played in two years. Give him time to get the rust off. It's like, yeah, he didn't play in two years because he's a sex offender. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be giving him a break. You should be giving him jail time. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be in the NFL. Oh man. Yeah. If I, he was playing like this before the allegations, he's he, not in the NFL. He would be behind bars right now. Yep. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. If he didn't play quarterback, he'd be behind bars. That's true. That's probably a good point. I mean, if we're being honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah. Um, okay, let's run through the Week 18 games and playoff scenarios, and then we'll get to our picks. Um, so I wrote down the games that matter and the playoff scenarios that are on the line, and then I want to play a fun... We don't have the lines out, obviously, for the playoffs because... The games aren't finalized, but I kind of want to play an early guess the lines. Like, what do we think the lines would be if they're the probable playoff matchups? So, in the AFC, the 
it's really only the uh, four seed and the seven seed that are on the line. The one, two, and three seed are going to, it's most likely going to be KC, the one seed, Buffalo two, and Cincinnati three, which is really unfortunate for Cincinnati, I think, is the one that ultimately gets screwed in this because it looked like they were going, I, I know it was only the first quarter, but if they won that, won that game, they have a really good chance of beating, at uh, being the one seed. And it sucks that both Buffalo and Cincinnati beat Kansas City. And Kansas City's going to get the one seed because they played, or they have another, an extra win over both of those teams. So, um, but I was, as, as I was saying to you, Reed, earlier, the NFL made the right decision to cancel the game. It's impossible to reschedule it. So we're going to look back and this is just going to be a weird situation, but I don't think we're going to look back and say that the NFL should handle it any differently. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's and, unfortunate, but there's yeah. no way around it. And that's what I feel like I'm trying to give the NFL grace because they get a lot of crap for how they handle stuff. And I'm like, I don't know how you would have handled it any differently. So no, I agree, but it does kind of like, it is very annoying. And I, I the chiefs don't, really deserve the ones no i agree like they they've had they've played way too sloppy the last half of the season to kind of i don't know they played pretty bad against bad teams i think there's a chance it could be the bills um if kansas city loses and buffalo wins right they have the same amount of wins they have the same amount of wins and the bills get the tiebreaker and the bills get yeah but chiefs would have to lose which isn't and, impossible. And the Chiefs play the Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. All right, the so Raiders. here... here we beating the Chiefs in recent years. Yeah, true. All right, so here are the scenarios. So Titans-Jags is a win and get in. Uh, winner wins the division and gets the four seed between the Titans and Jags. That's Saturday night. I really hope the Jags Me win. Too. I so could much, not so sit through a Tennessee Titans playoff game agreed also i saw this stat i think it was part of my take that read it off that the afc south team has played in the saturday early saturday playoff game like 10 out of the last 11 years <laughs> so they're almost guaranteed to play in that early saturday game which is notoriously like the worst game for the playoffs um but anyways yeah that's winner get in the jacks can also get in as a wild card team if they lose and the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers lose. So if the Patriots, Dolphins, Steelers, and Jaguars lose, the Jaguars get into the playoffs as the wild card and the Titans get into the playoffs. That's very wow. possible. I mean, so I would hate to see two, those two teams both be in the playoffs. Correct. That's and so here's, so we mentioned the Patriots. The Patriots are playing the Bills. The Patriots get in the playoffs if the if they win or the Dolphins, Steelers, and Jags lose. That's what the Patriots need. The Dolphins get into the playoffs with a win and a Patriots loss. The Steelers need to win. Oh, and the Dolphins play the Jets, by the way, where the Jets are out. Uh, the Dolphins, the Steelers need to win against the Browns. They need the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose. The Steelers might have the best chance to get the seven seed out of them, New England, and Miami. I don't think New England's beating say? Buffalo. No. It's because Buffalo has so much to play for. Yeah. Yeah. New England will lose to Buffalo. 
Miami doesn't have Tua. They're playing. Uh, Skylar Thompson's Skylar playing Thompson. a very. I guess I should maybe not a very tough defense, but a good defense. The Jets' defense is a defense that's hard. Solid. A defense that's hard to throw against. Yes. Yeah. I I think I I think I'm I think I'm with you. That's crazy. It's most the likely Steelers. I think Steelers. the Steelers might have the best chance to make. Yep. That's insane. That's two years in the row. Two years in a row where it's like, wh- how? What are, are the they doing here? What? <laughs> and it's such a shame because I'd so much rather watch the Dolphins play football if they had Tua. And that's yeah. why it, it really sucks that we have yeah. to watch them. Like, yeah. because they're 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 a fun team to watch when Tua is playing. Yeah. If such a bummer. When if they win, is there a chance you'd be back for the playoffs? I think so. Probably. Yeah. Which is insane that he's even totally. going to be allowed to play again this season after all the head injuries yeah. he's gotten. Yeah. Seriously. Jeez. Uh, in the NFC, the one seed is on the line. So here's the one seed snare. So there's three teams that are involved in the one seed, as Eli mentioned earlier. The Eagles need to win or the 49ers lose or the Cowboys lose. Any of those situations, the Eagles get the one seed. The 49ers need to win and Philadelphia to lose. Again, Philadelphia plays the... Giants who have nothing to play for and are sitting their starters. The Eagles are 14 point favorites. So most of these are unlikely, but Cowboys will get the one seed. They'll win the division and get the first round by if they win and the Philly Philly loses and the Niners lose. Oh. The Niners are playing the Cardinals. So again, the Cardinals beating the Niners and the Giants beating the Eagles are highly unlikely but it is possible that the Cowboys are the one seed. But if the Cowboys win, Philly loses, but San Francisco wins. San Francisco that, gets the one seed. Yes, San Francisco gets the one seed, but then Dallas would win their division and then be the two Correct. seed, probably. I, I don't know the tiebreaker between three. the Vikings and the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Cowboys, because Cowboys killed them. Yeah. yeah. So Cowboys would get the two seed. Correct. And then the seven seed... And the NFC. People are saying NFL rigged with this. But uh, Seattle needs a win and Green Bay loss. Detroit needs a win and Seattle loss. Green Bay just needs a win. So, And this is why people are saying NFL rigged is because the Sunday night game is Lions-Packers. Oh, that's right. And people are saying that if the Seahawks beat the Rams during the day, then the Lions will have nothing to play for on Sunday night. And it's basically and the Packers a free can Packers set their starters. Run. Yeah. Well, the Packers wouldn't sit their starters because if the Lions beat them, then the Lions get in. Oh. But they're saying that if the Seahawks win, the Lions are eliminated. Gotcha. So they're saying like, oh, the Lions wouldn't play as hard. Or people are saying that they're they're like, oh, watch NFL be rigged and the Rams beat the Seahawks. Because the NFL wants it to be a winner get in game on Sunday night football. Yeah. Which I mean I don't I don't know if it's comp- the way that the Rams have played the last couple weeks. I mean, I don't I don't know if it's like a total like I don't think the Seahawks can completely write off the No, totally. But I do think it is lame that the, they always try to make that game a winner get in and they made it. Bait, like not totally a winner and get in 
and they they just kind of screwed the Seahawks. Either yeah, way. it's yeah. it's just it's like it's like it's I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. It is it is weird that they scheduled them that way. Okay, so I want to play a little guess the lines with the projected. This is the projected first round as of now. So I'm just gonna say Philly gets the buy in the NFC. Dallas is at Tampa Bay. What do you guys think? I again, we have no, no one's gonna be right or wrong. But what do we think the line is? Dallas at Tampa Bay. Dallas minus five and a half. Also, does my mic sound different from right here versus from right here? Yeah, it kind of does. The second one was like maybe a little quieter, and I think it's just because you were kind of looking at Reed. But this versus this. Yeah. It does sound yeah. a little bit like if, if I talk right here compared to right here, does that sound different? Not really. But this, I feel like, sounds different in my... I don't know. It we're does. trying to... We're working out the kinks, but yeah. does this sound fine? Yeah, yeah both fine. sound both sound fine. Okay. That one, yeah, it sounds a little bit different. I've been sampling my audio, and I think... That sounds way better. My, mine is drastic from the side. Yeah. That, it side sounds way mic. better when you point it. End of the mic, yeah. That's why I was trying this, to... This one's a lot more directional. That's why we wanted the, the sound or the... We wanted that for you, so you didn't have to point it at yourself the whole time. But and it's fine. Yeah. You've made it work. You've done a good I, job, Eli. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Right. You've done a really good job. Uh, I'd say Dallas you've a, minus. No, two. you've done a really, really good job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That was gross to you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what would you say? <clears throat> uh, Dallas minus two. Two. Dang. Because it's in Tampa. Because it's in Tampa, and it's. Playoff Brady and yeah, but do you think the uh, you think Vegas is gonna buy that though? I think they want to make the line closer and have. Well, if I think people would, I think they they bet on people taking Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, that, that's I a good point. I think it might. Yeah, two and a half, three. It I'm shouldn't be boys. No. America's team. I'm gonna oh. stand on two. How, okay, uh, should I write down our predictions? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So write that down. Write that down. I'll just say. Um, okay, Reed, what was yours? Uh, Dallas minus five and a half. Um, five and a half. I'll go three. All right, next one. This one's almost guaranteed. Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota minus five. I'm going to go Minnesota minus one. I'll go, I think it's going to be bigger. I'm going to go six and a half. I don't know if people believe in the Giants. You think people believe in Minnesota after just getting donkey stomped by Green Bay Mm, that bad? That's a good point. I'm going to go three and a half. (laughs) I just put it in half. (laughs) I think it's a combination. Like, yeah, Minnesota getting slapped, but also every game. That and the Giants not, not being believed in by a lot of people. I think that evens out. In my mind, that's what evens out to Minnesota minus five. Every game is like with like with the giant. No matter like the Vikings are always playing close games. It's yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. So are, like 
I mean, so are the yeah. Giants too. Like those games are always close. So I don't know. I say let's per let's let's have the it be Packers versus Niners because the Packers have the easiest road. Yeah. Okay. Packers probably at Niners. Right. Packers at Niners. At Niners. Niners minus four. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I'm gonna go minus one. And I could, I would not be surprised if Green Bay is favored. In San Francisco, I think coming if if Rogers if they go out there on Sunday night and like dominate the Lions, and Rogers throws I could see four being, touchdowns. Yeah, I could see it being like Green Bay minus two and a half. Yeah, yeah, but, especially the Niners is almost losing to the Raiders. And you know what? We'll bet the Niners like we did last year against the Packers and celebrate. It'll hit. It'll hit. It'll hit. Uh, I'm gonna go. San Francisco minus three and a half. Also, don't look now, but the boys are getting hot at the right time. The parlay hit a couple weeks ago. I'm just saying. It's true. I'm just saying. Don't let us get hot in the playoffs again. You know what happened last year? (laughs) Oh, that's right. The game, Davis. Don't don't let us get hot in the playoffs like we did last. And me and Matthew, me and Matthew, me and Matthew hit a big one the week before, and then we go back and hit the Gabe Davis in the over. That was electric. Gabe Davis to score over a touchdown and a half or something like that, wasn't it? it was or was any, it just one half? It was the over and any time touchdown for oh, Gabe okay. Davis. God, what was that? Probably like plus. I think it was like 700. Jeez. Yeah, we did. Yeah. That was electric. All right. Um, I, feel, I feel like my Niners minus four is really high now that I'm thinking about it. AFC. KC gets a bye. Chargers at Jacksonville. Ooh. Chargers at Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So we're saying Jacksonville won. I'm going to say Jacksonville beats the Titans. I think that's most likely. Yeah. Yeah. I went first last couple of times, so I'll let someone else go first. I will say Chargers by two and a half. I'm going to go Jacksonville minus one. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to do I'm gonna Chargers minus one. I just think like Jacksonville, Jacksonville just beat the snot. I mean, they didn't have the majority of their starters and Justin Herbert was playing True. unbroken ribs. So it's not really comp- comparable, but the Chargers don't have playoff experience. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl not that long ago. So, I mean, I don't know. They're getting hot at the right time. True. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Let's assume Cincinnati wins the coin toss. <laughs> <laughs> They're favored to win the coin toss is what I've heard. <laughs> On the coin toss, I'm taking um, Cincinnati minus 12. Really? No, I'm joking. Okay. I'm joking. I don't. I don't. I think Baltimore is bad, but I don't think they're that bad. Let's let's assume Lamar is playing for this game. Oh, okay. All right. I think that's that's the way to make. Well, it. Well, yeah, that'd be. Cause in, I think because it'd be in two weeks, right? I think that's what their plan is because they've already clinched the playoffs. Cincinnati minus. Dang, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna. I think that was, it seems high for I'll a go playoff five. game, I'll go five. but I do. I just think 
I think Cincinnati sucked so much better than Baltimore. Like I, I do too. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'll go five. Because I don't think it can be more than six for that type of like playoff a game. Playoff game. I don't know if it can be more than. That. I feel like six is really. High. I remember the um, Bucks Eagles game last year was nine. Yeah, and that was like what ridiculously high. Was the Chiefs Steelers? That was, that was I think like was nine, nine or ten too. Yeah. And I remember being like, you just never see double digit playoff games. Yeah. What'd you say again, Jack? I said five. Five. I'm gonna do six and a half. I think that's probably a good call. I was either gonna go one over or one under. Yeah. I was thinking six and a half, and then Reed said six. And okay, pick who we think is gonna play buff Buffalo. I don't think it matters. I'm going to say Buffalo by eight and a half. Whether it's Jacksonville or Tennessee. Or no, not Tennessee. Whether it's New England, Miami, Pittsburgh, or Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I don't think it matters. You said eight and a half? Yeah. Even if it's... Even if it's... The the only one I think would be closer would be the Dolphins if Tua was playing. But if two was playing, he's probably going to get injured before halftime. That's true. And he, yeah, he was bad the last time he was out there. So I think yeah. it's and and the Bills look. The, there's no yeah, Bills, eight and a half. Yeah, Bills minus seven. Uh, Bills minus seven and a half. All right, perfect. I like how I can see how long we've been recording too. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Let's run through our picks. Get out of here. Cole said he's not going to be able to hop on the phone, so mm. we're just going to have to read him and Ooh, Mitch. Loser. We're just going to have to read their picks off. I'm oh, sorry. I think I kicked her mic stand. Are you, you kidding ever me? do that again. I won't. I <laughs> uh, should, we play, should I play COD tonight? I think Brandon's on. We're still rolling? Yeah. I don't know. I just... I might. Yeah. Kind of tired too, but I can put cut in months. So. <laughs> are we still rolling? <laughs> what were we talking about again? Picks, right? Yeah, I'm just... joking. It's a joke, man. Oh, oh, chill out. Stop. Oh. Oh. It's a joke. I didn't chill think that was that Stop. funny. All right. Ooh, <laughs> All right. Uh, my lock of the week. I'm gonna go Miami uh, minus two. Cole has the same pick. They play the Jets. I just thought this line was small, and the Miami Dolphins have a lot more to play for than the Jets. So I'm going Miami minus two. Does Skylar Thompson make you nervous, though? Very Playing nervous. against Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed? Yes. yes. I just am going strictly on vibes and how much the team wants it. <laughs> but isn't there, that. like, a crazy stat where, like, teams that don't have anything to play for have it's a more way better think, yeah. winning percentage than the teams that... Remember, the Jets also just... They lost twenty to six against the Seahawks last week. That's true. I don't true. know. We'll see. Uh, my lock is Cincinnati minus seven against the Ravens. Uh, I think without Lamar, the Ravens are an awful team. I think their defense is all right, but like they they have they have no offense. There's nothing that they can do. Yeah. I mean. It's almost like a it's almost like a version of the Denver Broncos from this year where it's just like there's no, there's nothing that works. Like you can't run it, you can't throw it. You can kick some field goals maybe. You got the best kicker probably of all time, but I mean three points 
Yep. The the Bengals are hot, man. They're a good team. So yeah, I'm gonna take Cincinnati minus seven. Eli. Uh my lock is Dallas minus seven against the Commanders. Um like we were just saying with Jack's pick, like historically the team that doesn't have anything to play for maybe plays better. Uh but Dallas also has a lot to play for. They have uh it's a slim shot, I'll say, but a shot at not only winning the division, but maybe even getting a one seed. <coughs> so they're gonna play their hardest. Um and Commies might play Sam Howell. Yeah, that was oh. the other thing. Sam Howell might be playing, and I'm banking on that not working out super well. Mitch has Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I like that pick too. Same same logic. They play the Browns. Pittsburgh has something to play for. Yeah. Mike Tomlin will also fight. I'm gonna change my pick. <laughs> to Pittsburgh? Yep. I don't hate that either. I like it. Yeah. I saw it, but I mean, the Browns actually played decent last week, and that makes me nervous that Deshaun maybe like kind of shook some of the rust off, and maybe he is a little bit back. And that I just think there's no way Mike Tomlin finishes under 500. That's yeah. a good point. I just it can't happen. It's impossible. That like- is insane that this year he would he like that. Oh, I can't. It's. I feel like the rivalries between those teams, like all four of the teams in that division are bigger too. Like I feel like any yeah. divisional matchup in that one is like a tough one. Like, ah, these yeah. teams hate each other. I love that division. Yeah. Mitch also took the Bears as his underdog. He does that every week. Shocker. Cole's taking the Chargers plus two and a half. That's kind of a weird one. I, I wanted to stay away from that one because the Chargers are probably going to sit all their players. And even though the Broncos are the Broncos, like that jumped out to me right when I saw the, I was like, Broncos are favored. I was like, wait, the Chargers aren't going to play Herbert. They're gonna play like Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I knew they were sitting was because originally Reed's lock was the Chargers, and then I went and looked at it, and Denver was favored, and I was like, they're not playing their starters. No. Nope. Yeah. There's no way there'd be a four point swing just like out of nowhere. They'd be like, now we change our minds. Denver's winning this game. Uh, my underdog is the Rams plus six against Seattle. M- mostly, this was kind of a reverse jinx type thing that I'm doing here, because um, I want the Seahawks to win and hopefully make the playoffs, but I do think there's a good chance that the Rams win this game. So, taking the Rams. My underdog is Jets plus two. Um, I think they just want to – they're just going to want to come out on a win at the end of the season. Weird season. uh, Exceeded expectations, but still had some some rough spots. But, um, but yeah, I think they're going to want to end the season on a high note. And um, I think their defense is going to be able to exploit Skylar Thompson, and um, they'll put up enough points, I think. I don't know. I'm not in love with it. but <laughs> I really don't like mine. Uh, it's Carolina plus three and a half uh, against the Saints. I kind of picked this because I was just a little pissy about how the Saints season went. (laughs) Fine, just lose your last game. But I mean, Carolina kind of, kind of handled the Saints earlier in the year, and that was really disappointing. So now it's like, okay, well, neither team is very good. So I don't know. I feel like it'll probably be a close game, and that seemed like, I don't know, like, yeah, eh, Eh. you know, why not? I didn't really like 
any of the lines this week, especially with all the like this is a weird players week. being sad and all yeah. that stuff. I just figured this was one where it's like, okay, both teams are gonna play their starters, and it's just gonna be kind of like a like neither team really cares. So I mean, I don't know. Plus, I mean, well, I guess never mind. The Saints don't have their first round pick. I was gonna say if they lose, they probably get an even better first round pick, but uh, it doesn't nope. matter. So, um, can we skip over unders? Yeah. I just, it's the same thing. I'm like, I, or just go through them really quick. I have Buffalo, New England over 42 and a half. Reed, you have the same. My under is the, I took the Denver under for old time's sake. So did Cole. Reed, you're under. My under is uh, Minnesota and Chicago, 43 points. Uh, that was my over. Don't know why. <laughs> um, this is such a weird week. That's what I'm it saying. It is a weird like, week. I, it, I, I've never had this many games that are like, I don't know. I feel like it's not usually like this. It's weird. There's a lot of games that don't matter this week. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah. There's a lot of games I feel like where one team is fighting for something, one team's not. And it's like, how do they play each other? Exactly. Yep. I only picked that as my under because I know Nathan Peterman is going to be the starter for Chicago, not Justin Fields. Mm. Mm. Did you know that? I did not, but I'm not okay. going to change it. I figured that's. I figured. That <laughs> uh, my under is Arizona versus San Francisco. It's forty and a half. Eli, Arizona. defend yourself. You're the only person that's taking Green Bay minus four and a half on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Packers are coming off a big week. I think they're getting hot, and Detroit will not be able to stop them. I hate you. At all. I hate you. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not too fond either. In the moment. Saturday night football because there's no Monday night football. We are all on Jacksonville minus six and a half except for Cole is taking Tennessee plus six and a half. Those are our picks. Boys, I had, this was so fun. I need to figure out my, my back's a little sore. I was yeah, kind of hunched over too. a little bit today. This, I think I need to figure out my posture. chair makes like a lot of noise I, and it's I can't sit still and so... You can, I can even with these mics. I can't hear you as much. I can't as you pick think. it up either. Okay. I, th- I, I heard it like two or three times, maybe just like the creaking. But I think that's I, I. I had kind of a similar problem. Like I think I'm focusing too much on how I sound. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> I think I'm like I think I'm a little too self. I think we all are. Yeah. And that's funny because when I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm like they sound perfect. How? Why do I sound so weird? I was thinking the same thing. Okay, so no, I was and I'd like I'd take off my hat to like scratch my head, or I'd grab like a drink in my ginger beer or something, and I'm just like, uh, everyone probably knows I'm doing something right now. No, yeah, I kept like pushing the mic away to breathe. <laughs> so I, I was know, like, oh my god! I thought you like I thought you were like mad at me one time because you were you were sitting like this. You were like, <laughs> no, it's it's because I, I was it's like, because why? I was like I was like sitting funny, and it was after like my Derek Carr rant. <laughs> I needed to breathe. <laughs> Okay, so bear with us. It's taking some time. We, we got to get used to this. We're, this learning. Is, I, we're learning. But I did have a blast with these oh, mics. Like, no, this yes. was so it's, fun. It is awesome. So sure. much cooler than just talking around a circle mic. Yeah. Way cooler. Sure. It makes me like... There's all the cords all over the table, too. We got, we got cords running wild over here. Yeah. I don't... Two of them I don't even think are being used, but... <laughs> hey, we got to keep them there. Just, yeah, yeah, they have to be there, the cords. Uh this is gonna be fun. I think we, maybe we should keep it set up and do a pod Monday. I can rock with that. Yeah, maybe we should tidy it up a little bit, but yeah, we can put the stands away and stuff just so that they're not. Yeah, I don't know. we gotta but watch ball. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How are we supposed to watch ball with a couple of stands in the way? Yeah, it's just going to make me want to pod. Yeah. Get uh, pod while we're balling. Watch it ball. Kind of getting the itch. <laughs> getting the itch to pod, boy. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, just, this is fun. I just like listen. Like, I know. Just, it's so, it's cool. so cool, dude. And it just looks cool, too. It just feels cool. I know. Like, I was, we, we were saying earlier, like, when we get it set up uh, at, at the church, I think if we just keep it set up, we should set up like a camera and put it on YouTube. Because then we'll have a stationary place that we always go to. Yeah. A stew. Gonna and we can, yeah. Going to be whipping in the stew. Let's go. All right. That's all I got. Sweet. Rock the house? That's all I got. Yeah. Rock the house.